my blessed friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're all having an absolutely fantastic day today. As always, be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com if you need anything at all from us, or give us a call at 1-800-726-1834 and check out the products we have on sale right now at healthmasters.com. And I saw a very kind of disturbing closing out to another case from January 6th earlier. You know, Dan and I talked about it yesterday and a lot of the troublesome things that have happened. And it comes right on the heels of, if everybody saw, the massive Antifa, I guess, rioting again in downtown Atlanta. These guys decided to rear their ugly heads. And it's interesting because Tucker Carlson brought up a statement about them and you know they essentially are and have been the bolsheviks same response to the bolshevik revolution in russia you can look that up if you want to do some research on it i don't have time to go into detail on that again but they're being used as an arm instrument of the permanent communist democratic party is, is what they are and essentially what tucker carlson was saying is is when anything happens and they need to have a distraction or they need to have something done with very very violent insurrectionists they bring in the Antifa group. Now, ironically enough, you'll find if you do research, you'll find that the vast majority of the kids that are in Antifa are usually from well-off areas. They're not like broke kids that have nothing to do. A lot of them are kids of doctors, kids of lawyers, kids of politicians. And if you find enough research and you dig do it and you keep following up with it, you'll find the majority of them all plea bargain out to nothing, nothing, big, absolutely nothing burger. And get charged with you know domestic terrorism, you know, and felony, you know, uh, attack on a federal agent, battery on a federal agent. All of a sudden, they get plea bargained down to misdemeanor disorderly conduct. <laughs> it's a joke. Twenty hours community service done. You'll find that if you look it up. I've seen this repeatedly now, and I saw this again with what happened over in Atlanta again. And, of course, a bunch of the kids that were arrested, again, one of them was a child of the Democratic representative Catherine Clark of Massachusetts. It was her son who was arrested in the Antifa group. <laughs> Another one was a uh, one that lived with his family in Maine in this massive mansion. Another one was basically the son of a surgeon. And what's happened is now is we continually see this group that is being used as the insurgents to cause discord and to pretty much change the directive and the narrative anytime they need something covered up. Isn't it funny with all this stuff that's been going on now with this bumbling buffoon Biden and repeatedly finding these classified documents suddenly and randomly. We're finding all these classified documents everywhere. Media don't talk about it at all. Don't talk about it at all. Oh, Antifa, look at what they're doing. Oh, but it's, it's mostly peaceful as they're burning down cop cars and throwing fireworks and imp- improvised explosive devices at law enforcement. It's totally fine. They're, they're mostly peaceful. Well, you now have Richard Barnett, 62 years old, I might add, is now p- facing a potential life sentence for entering the Capitol on January 6th and putting his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk. He was one of the ones who was recorded and had numerous photos and videos of sitting at Pelosi's desk and uh, putting his feet up. And the prosecutors have seized the fact that he walked in with a cane that had a stun gun in it, one of the little electric stun guns. And he said that he anticipated to have conflict with Antifa, and he did not want to have any lethal weapon on him. He's wanted to have a stun gun. And, of course, the prosecutors have now seized on that and said that he could have used this weapon, and he he brought it to use it even though he didn't get the chance to, even though he never brought it – he never did anything with it at all. Ironically enough, he reached 
eight counts of all guilty verdicts on Monday, including four felonies in less than two hours. The most serious charges face is obstruction and official government proceeding, which carries a penalty of 20 years in prison. Besides obstruction official proceeding, he was convicted on felony charges of carrying a dangerous weapon in the Capitol and felony charge of disorderly conduct, along with four misdemeanors, including dis- including um, trespassing and a few other ones. And combined, if all maximum sentence, it would be, like, be life in prison for him. Now, if you guys don't see a serious issue with this, considering what we're seeing with Antifa and what we saw with BLM and literally the fire burning of over 140 different cities in 2020, most of which almost none of those guys got prosecuted for any serious charges. But yet we've been on this witch hunt now for January 6th, and this is exactly what I brought up to you yesterday. We're slowly going into this communistic two-tiered system where you have one group of individuals who are above the law or have very minor restrictions of mild laws, and you have the other group that is being stomped on with a boot, essentially. You can't own this gun now. Oh, you have this accessory on this gun. That's a felony now. Oh, you walked into a Capitol building with an electric stun gun in your cane. That's 20-year felony charge now. The absolute disdain for the American population and American patriots and freedom is becoming very evident with our judicial system in the United States, especially up in D.C., this is one of the reasons why we stepped out of going up there. You guys know Dad and I were flying up there. We had actually everything lined up, including hotels and everything. Flights lined up, and we had numerous people that were very well-versed in that area and knew what was going on, and they told us, they said, do not go up there. They said the whole thing is a giant setup. There's FBI involved up there. There's all types of ops going on up there. It is not what you think it's going to be. And sure enough, it was not what we thought it was going to be. And we now know that there were literally hundreds of FBI and also paid confidential informants that had infiltrated numerous groups up there, many of which were the ones that actually initiated the push into the Capitol building. And as we saw Capitol Police actually open up gates and allow people to come through, it was all one big giant setup from the very beginning. That's why Trump didn't pardon anybody because they knew what this was supposed to be and they knew what was going to happen with it. And now as we watch Antifa fireburn cities – Oh, it's it's mostly mostly peaceful protesting. We're not gonna we're not gonna talk about any of this at all. Don't 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 worry about that. Now we saw in California another shooting within three days. With another, interesting enough, both shooters have been Asian. I'm not picking on anything with that. It's been very strange though that this has happened now within three days. This guy was also carrying a pistol. And on yesterday, I told you guys how they had claimed that the shooter on Sunday was carrying a semi-automatic assault pistol with an extended high-capacity magazine. He was carrying a semi-automatic Uzi, is what it was. Completely legal in most states. It's a, basically a semi-automatic version of the old open-bolt Uzi with a 30-round stick mag in it. Very inaccurate. I've shot them before. You can't hit anything with them. But obviously, he was able to do something. Again, my cult condolences to the family. But it's ironic to me how they make sure they extrapolated and made it a very dramatic effect of how they classified the weapon that he was carrying. But remember, this whole area in California, they can't own anything over there. Everything's illegal. Every gun that's been used has been fully illegal and banned. You're not even really allowed to own them over there. So I don't know how they uh, justify more gun laws when the gun laws they already have on the books aren't preventing the gun shootings that are happening. Just thought I would throw that out there. And also, too, this is something that's very interesting as well. 
I saw this earlier, and I didn't really – and this kind of ties back into what I'm talking about as far as the freedom of speech and the ability to travel and the ability to speak freely and the ability to live freely and have God-given rights and exercise those rights is slowly being eroded. And at the same time, they're telling you, well, you just – you don't have the right to do it because, well, we said so. Newsflash to anybody that has ever done any type of research on constitutional law, the Bill of Rights was not something that was granted and gifted by the government. The Bill of Rights was given us to our creator, and it was a statement of these are our rights. This is what we can do. There is no question of, well, this is your permission to do this. Here's your permission slip. This is what we do. You have the right to free speech. You have a right to own any firearm you want. You have a right to live freely. You have a right not to have your house set up with military and have it quartered against your will. All these things were – those are rights that were already given to you. We are just now going out and elaborating on them and making sure it is well known that we'll exercise those rights. Well, Kanye West, as you guys know, has made some very inflammatory remarks over the last couple of months towards the Jewish community. I don't care what he says. It doesn't matter. It's his opinion. He has a right to say it. I don't agree with everything he says. However, he has made some very um, interesting comments that should make a lot of people ask some questions on why they can and can't say certain things about certain people. Well, now, Devere Abramovich, chairman of the Jewish lobby group that Banah Anti-Defamation Commission runs, is demanding that Kanye West, also known as Yee, be fully banned from entering Australia to meet with his new wife's family due to his criticism of Jewish industry moguls. I kid you not, this is what this clown said. This is how arrogant this group of some of these guys are. And I'm not classifying this as Jewish individuals, but I'm saying there are a group of individuals that are in this group that are so stinking arrogant, they literally think they have a right to tell anybody and everybody what they can say, think, and do on every subject. This is what he said on here. The strongly worded statement referenced three of West's most outrageous statements calling for violence, which Kanye West never did whatsoever. He goes, Australia should not put out the welcome mat and provide a platform to a hate monger who spews threats against the entire Jewish community. He said, Kanye is a blatant, unvarnished, anti-Semitic Nazi lover who openly admires an evil tyrant responsible for extermination of 6 million Jews. This kind of rhetoric is dangerous and has real-world consequences given more than 30 million followers this person has who may start believing this demonization of the Jewish community and they will act upon it. I strongly urge the Australia ban Kanye West from entering the country and not allow him to participate in any aspect of the country because it would undermine Australia's value of tolerance, diversity, and respect. The fact that this man actually even had the gall to write a statement like this, based if you actually listen to some of the stupid stuff Kanye says, some of it is mildly accurate. Some of it is just far-fetched. However, that's Kanye West's right to make stupid statements. I don't ever recall anything in the First Amendment saying you're able to freedom of speech, but it can't be stupid. If you make a stupid comment, well, you know. That's you know that's that, that that's banned free speech. No, this again is exactly <laughs> what I have told everybody repeatedly. Find out what and who you can't criticize, and you will find out very quickly who runs the show behind the scenes. What do you think, Dad? 
Okay, I, I'm sorry. I'm still laughing, Austin. Can't, <laughs> man, free speech even is stupid. I mean, you know, years ago, I, I know this is going to hard, be hard for you to believe it. I'm telling you, it's absolutely the truth. Uh, we had a neighbor in a rental house that actually had stupid tattoos on his forehead <laughs> yeah, he and one of his block letters. Austin, Austin knows this right. I mean, yeah. so I mean, yeah, you see, you can't really go past that. I mean, that, that's 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 the bottom. Just when I thought that I had seen the dumbest person on the planet, somebody had tattooed stupid on their forehead. Now, bless his heart, I felt bad for him because he was always running around with a baseball cap on trying to cover it up. But I mean, it's just it was. It was I, I thought stupid had no bottom until I saw that. But that's exactly right. We can't control Kanye West's speech or my speech or Austin's speech because we have the First Amendment in this country. They can sure control it in Germany because there's no First Amendment. You say certain words are verboten over there. They'll come arrest you. And if I want to criticize Germany, I can do it or Russia, I can do it or China, I can do it or United States, or I can do it. Heck, I can, you know, criticize something that I said, you know, two years ago because I changed my mind on something or I've got new information on it. I can criticize that. I can criticize anything but Israel. <laughs> we go. Once you criticize Israel, you're automatically an anti-Semite. And uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. I mean, I can I can slam Germany, Russia, China. It doesn't make a difference. You can't touch the third rail of politics. And now the United States and Israel having massive, massive war, you know, exercises over there in the Middle East, all kind of aimed at going after Iran to get rid of that final central bank over there they want to control through the Rothschild banking cartel. I mean, it's, all of these things are crazy when you stop and you look at them and you try to analyze them from a realistic standpoint. And you just ask yourself, why? And yesterday, I wanted the real detail you know, about, you know, what was going on with Masonic Lodges and all the other thing. And, but we also need to realize, too, that, you know, the kingdom of God, it's not a matter of talk, but of power. It's First Corinthians 4.20. And we need to understand who we are as Christians and that the wisdom that we have from a spiritual standpoint is very, very strong. First Corinthians 4.18-21 says, some of you become arrogant as if I were not coming to you, but I will come to you very soon if the Lord is willing. And then I will find out not only how these arrogant people are talking, but what power they have for the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. Remember, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead resides in you. It goes on to say, verse 4 through 5, chapter 2, my message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that you might not resist men's wisdom, but have God's power. And see, we need to understand that the power that we have is insurmountable for these Kabbalist Luciferians. That's why they had to come in and destroy the culture of society. You know, in the English word, of course, for miracle, they're telling us the miracles no longer exist in, you know, in the you know, 22nd, 21st century or whatever. But it's not true. They still do. The English word miracle, of course, comes with a lot of cultural baggage attached to it today. Since the beginning of the Darwin evolutionary biology in the 1800s, this is when they really started this, guys. When they started the eugenics program, it's when they started to get rid of Christianity and the development of academic teaching that completely eliminates God and any teaching on the spirit world, all in favor of science. The concept of miracles is thought to be equivalent with fantasy or myth in a religious teaching such as Christianity since the time of Darwin. Miracles are taught as something that happened in the past but no longer happened today because now we have science. And it's absolutely ludicrous because this teaching that came from the 1800s was a teaching of Darwin, biological evolution, Karl Marx, socialism and communism, and Karl Ritter. Basically, he was the Aryan race, fascism, Nazism. They were all Freemasons. We talked about that yesterday. The two men who developed the concept of cessationalism, that the, all miracles and the signs, the gifts, and the Holy Spirit of the Bible have now ceased, came primarily from John Nelson Darby and Cyrus Schofield. In the same period of time from the late 1800s, the most commonly referred to today as dispensationalism. They, too, were Freemasons, and this is the first time that the period of Zionism became a standard teaching in Christianity. The history of these two men and their teaching is beyond the scope of what I'm talking about today on the show, but we need to realize that this is a major, major problem that we have, and it's a blasphemy against Christianity from Zionism. 
And they want to make you believe that dispensationalism changes everything, that the Jews have a special you know, covenant with God that was basically eliminated by them because they wouldn't stop killing their children. It says that in the, you know, in the Bible talks, and we read it last week. But they want to believe that's been replaced now and that God has changed, that you have different dispensations or periods of history in which God operates differently. That's not true. God is omnipresent. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's still in the Garden of Eden. He's still back in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. He's still sitting at the book of Revelation at the very end times, and he completely controls everything from a spirit of, from time space. However, he has given human beings some type of thing that we call free will that allows them to do whatever they want to do, and they can really mess things up very, very quickly. And something happened with the trial of Adam. You know, when Jesus basically and God got together at the end there, the beginning with the book of Genesis, in which Adam was basically, you know, thrown out of the Garden of Eden, and he had given this creation that God had created over to Lucifer, him and Eve. And so this whole thing has been kind of a cosmic chess match, if you want to call it that. It's kind of like that book Pawns of the Game by William Guy Carr. And, but God still has the ultimate control because he controls the fabric of space, time, and reality. And he already knows what's going to happen in the very end because he is omnipresent. And that dispensationalism wants to take that away from God. It's ridiculous how they've done this, and people have been believing this stuff since got into the Christian churches. And so we need to understand who these people are and what they are and what they believe in. So let's go back to the war on Christianity. You know, this is part of an article that I'm going to read from a guy by the name of um, – Perloff. It's a really good article. I've got, I've got to post it on the website. And, and we need to realize that Christian Zionism is based on a multitude of lies. The bigger the onion, the more layers we're forced to peel off. I should also note that basically these people who are doing all of this stuff are mainly Kabbalist Luciferians. It's really important that we understand this. The Rockefellers and the Rothschilds are instrumental in orchestrating the modernistic movement, assaulting every fundamental doctrine of Christianity for the long-range ecumenical purpose of absorbing it into a one-world religion. This is, what, this is what we talked about yesterday with the satanic groups of Masonic leaders that are running around trying to force their will on everybody. And we understand that the Rothschild strategy – Came from, was used by John Nelson Darby. He was, he was born in 1800 to 1882, and Cyrus Schofield from 1843 to 1921. What Darby planted, Schofield watered and disseminated, then the theology that developed served the agenda by making several claims. Number one, that God wanted the Jews to return and take over Palestine. God has two plans of salvation, one for the Jews and the other was for the, for the, you know, for the, for the, that are God's chosen people and the other people for the gospel of Christ. Christians should not involve themselves in politics, education, businesses, uh, business of the arts, or those worldly matters, but should be left wholly in the hands of worldly people. That God deals with the mankind differently during different historical time frames or dispensations, which we mentioned earlier, in which there are seven. The current one, grace under Christ, is merely the sixth, merely the sixth of the seven dispensations. The Christian church is doomed to inevitable failure, which will bring in the dispensation grace to a close. The end of the dispensational age will be marked by the tribulation. Worldwide persecution under the Antichrist for a period of seven years. However, Christians need not concern themselves with this since Jesus will rapture the believers off the earth and they won't be around to experience it. So all of this stuff, you know, then it proceeds to the Solomon's temple being rebuilt, re reinitiation of animal sacrifices, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And these basically heresies, what they are, are being promoted by Hal Lindsey and Pat Robertson and John Hagee. And it's just, it's nonsense what they do. But we need to understand who these people are. The Rothschilds committed their fortune to the Zionist movement beginning probably around 1829. Theodore Herzl began hosting the World's Zionist Congress in Basel, Switzerland in 1897. The British government was persuaded to issue the Balfour Declaration to Lord Walter Rothschild in 1917, promising the Zionists established a Palestinian national home for the Jewish people in exchange for Zionists bringing America into World War I on Britain's side. I've told you guys all this in depth. 
And what happens is Darby planted the seeds. Darby was an absolute nightmare. He really, really was. You got to look at who the guy was. He, he was. he was He was common with the cult theophysists. He referred to Jesus as the coming one, same as the New Agers or the occultists. He referred to God as an architect, same praise used by the Freemasons. He basically was a Luciferian is what he was. He actually developed his own satanic version of the Bible and the Illuminati, which was also prevalent back in the 1700s, was taking over the world through this organization, basically realized they could not create a wholesale transformation of the Bible because we recognized and rejected. Therefore, they had to basically go in and boil the frog with the Bible and start changing it. Darby styly introduced satanic wording into the biblical text. For example, in the King James rendering of John 6, 6, Peter told Jesus, and we believe and we are sure that thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. Darby rendered this, and we have believed and have known that thou art the Holy One of God. Holy One of God is a little used title, little used of the title used for Jesus only by demons in the King James. Now, this whole crazy stuff was done over and over and over again. And in 1897, Theodore Herzl began hosting the Rothschild-backed Zionist Congress in Switzerland, developing the plan for the Zionist takeover of Palestine, which was pushed through the Balfour Declaration, pushed through World War I, pushed through World War II, and finally happened in the 1940s. In 1904, Herzl approached Pope John Pius the 10th, who very politely told him what he could do with his plan. After Catholic rejection, the Rothschilds knew the Protestant support would be essential, but this could only be achieved by tampering with the Bible to make it appear that God himself had ordained the Jews to retake Palestine. Such a Bible would have to come to a non-Jew, someone with credentials as a theologian. Thus emerged Cyrus Schofield and his reference Bible. We've talked about this in depth. I'm going to post this on the article, this article, whole article online, so you guys can read it. But Cyrus Schofield was another complete and total scam. He became good friends with Samuel Untermeyer, the same guy who basically blackmailed Woodrow Wilson, the same guy who pushed the Federal Reserve Act, the same guy who basically declared war on Germany in 1933 on WABC in New York City. And all of this stuff is just lies, 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 and more lies of these clowns. And when you understand who they are and what they did and what they believe, you understand why they're doing this because they want to get their third temple built so they can bring the Antichrist out. Bring him out to the temple steps and declare himself God. That's what they want. That's, that's, that's their goal here, and that's what they're fixing to do. They're trying their absolute best, and they go to Christian churches because they have brought those lies into the Christian church now, and they decided that they were going to go ahead and have temple funds for the Christians to build their own death structure, which would be the third temple, to bring in the Antichrist. And these Christians now believe that, well, if this happens, we're going to go ahead and – you know, we're going to all be – you know, how should I say – you know, raptured out of here, so there's no reason to get upset about it because we're not going to be around what happens anyhow. And I talked about this in depth yesterday, how they've come in now and they've changed things. According to here's here's another one. Here's another one. Now, the Lord said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house into a land that I will show you, and I'll make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee and make a great name. Thou shalt be a blessing, and I will bless them that bless thee, blessing Abraham, and curse them that curses thee. And all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This is Genesis 12, 1 through 3. Although the word the is singular in Hebrew, Schofield put pulled it fast when he made it plural and applied blessing to modern Jews. He wrote in his notes, and curse him that curses thee, wonderfully fulfilled in the history of the dispersion, invariably flared ill with the people who have persecuted the Jew, well with those who protected him. The future will still have remarkably more proved this principle. So what he's saying is if you don't bless Israel and you don't support the Jews, you're going to basically be cursed. And it's not, it's not what it says. And the problem with all of this stuff is that people believe this stuff because the pastors come and do it and talk about it. Tel Aviv is the number one homosexual destination of the world. Abortion is legal up to full term there. And, you know, all of this stuff, you go on and on and on, and you read it, you start to realize 
what a mess and the damage that has been done. I mean, I'm not. We, now we can talk about the USS Liberty and what happened with that and all the rest of it. But I'm not going to. You guys can read the rest of this article yourself. But these Kabbalists, these Luciferians, I'm not talking about all Jews now. I'm not doing that. I'm talking about the Kabbalist Luciferian Synagogue of Satan sect. This group has said the historical mission of our world revolution is to rearrange a new culture of humanity, replace the previous social system. This is Christianity, by the way. This conversion and reorganization of global society requires two essential steps. First, the destruction of the the old established order. That's Jesus. Secondly, design and impose the new world order. They want their old world order back before Christ came. The first stage requires elimination of all frontier borders, nationhood, and cultural, public policy, ethical barriers, and social definitions. Only then can we be destroying the old system. Basically, that's what they want. This is an article, this is a quote by Nahum Goldman. He was basically in the book The Spirit of Militarism in 1915. And we understand who these people are. How are we going to not know who they are, and how can we defend ourselves if we can't even name the enemy? We face this occult Kabbalist force. This is the organized Kabbalist Luciferian. This pandemic is expired by this satanic doctrine of creative destruction. This is what they wanted. That's why they decided to go ahead and issue a bioweapon and start putting this poison into all of us. They require the destruction of the old world order, which is dedicated to fulfilling God's will through Jesus. Then the Great Reset will create a new world order dedicated to serving Satan, which would be hell on earth. But it's time to stop parsing their lives and focus on the occult nature. Humanity suffers from a debilitating cancer, Kabbalism. And Satanism and Freemasons who control our blood supply, the banking system, they have leveraged their control over the government, credits to subvert every social institution, government, media, education, religion. You know, Putin's invasion into Ukraine, it appears to be a genuine challenge to the globalist agenda, which dooms not only Russia, but the whole world. And Nathan Gold continues to write, all social strata and social formations created by traditional society must be annihilated. Individual men and women must be uprooted from their ancestral environment, torn out of their native world. No tradition of any type shall be permitted to remain as sacrosanct. We're talking about Christianity now. Traditional norms, husband and wife, family, God, Jesus, must be viewed as a disease to be eradicated. The ruling dictum, dictum of the new world order is nothing is good, so everything must be criticized and abolished, and everything that was must be gone. This is who they are. This is the group that's brought us Building 7 and the World Trade Towers. It took us down to two trade towers, and it's all of it. You know, J. Edgar Hoover, the cross-dressing pervert, actually made a real comment one time that was out of Elks Magazine, and it said, yet the individual is handicapped by coming to face-to-face with a communist conspiracy, Kabbalist Luciferian conspiracy, I'm adding that, so monstrous you cannot believe it exists. The American mind simply has come has not come to the realization of the evil which has been introduced into our midst. It rejects even the assumption that human creatures could espouse a philosophy which must ultimately destroy all that is good and decent. And this is this doctrine of Kabbalist Luciferianism of creative destruction. According to the Kabbalah, which is defining doctrine of this Freemasonry and the Luciferians like Madonna who with a little red string around their neck, evil and catastrophe are endemic factors in the process of creation. Without evil, there could be no good. Without destruction, creation cannot take place. This is Kabbalah, an introduction to Jewish mysticism by Byron L. Sherwin, page 72, if you want to look it up. Kabbalists believe the old Christian order must be ruthlessly destroyed before the new satanic world order based on the Kabbalah can be built. Hence the Illuminati motto, order out of chaos. Hence the Communist Manifesto advocates the destruction of nation, religion, and family and the transfer of all private wealth to the Illuminati bankers in the guise of the state. 
The doctrine of creative destruction explains why war and revolution have been characterized by gratuitous genocide, terror, destruction. It explains the banishment of God from public discourse and the widespread acceptance of obscenity, pornography, the occult. It explains the attack on gender and the promotion of homosexuality to heterosexuals. It explains the spate of false flag terror that is the hallmark of modern life. In Australia now, they're saying up to 30% of the kids now are saying that they're gay or by gender or trans. Same thing here in the United States. This present-day, quote, system grew out of the satanic, sabotean, Frankist heresy of the late 16, of the 17th and 18th, 18th centuries, started in 1666. The bankers in these basic cabals of Europe adopted this pestilence to spread it to the Gentiles through Freemasonry. Thus, these Kabbalists characterized basically the term in the destruction of civilization. The Kabbalist Luciferians, there's about 200,000 of them on the planet. They run primarily through Shabbat Lubavitch, are the ones that are doing all of this stuff. You say, well, that sounds crazy to me, Ted. Well, I know it sounds crazy, but it is what it is. But this is the group that's running the planet through the World Bank and through the central banks and through everything else. And I'm just quoting from their own sources and what they have. They're, they're, they're wanting to say that basically you can't know who God is. Basically, that means he's unknowable. That's why he's his, that they call him Einsof. I told you that evil is the absence of God, just as darkness is the absence of life. The Kabbalah says that God is unknowable and has no form. This is Satanism. You cannot obey God if you cannot know him. To the Kabbalists, God is an infinite sea of being called Einsof without any limit, hence without any qualities, without desire or will of any kind. He is totally incomprehensible. Period. That's what they believe. In fact, God is perfection. We need to understand that. Matthew 5.48 says that, and he's the form necessary for human evolution to strive to be as God is, as his heavenly father is perfect. So all of this stuff is coming in and destroying Christianity, and we understand who they are. We can actually sit back and go, wait a minute. This is who this group is. The gaslighting that they've done. The mass media is controlled by these Kabbalists. Look at State Street, Vanguard, and BlackRock. The mass media is responsible for spreading the corona. A virus stuff as far as putting masks on people and six-foot social distancing and putting masks on on airplanes and all the rest. Though they released a real bioweapon that can kill people, that's very obvious, they were never allowed, the media was never allowed to put out real legitimate protocols that people could follow that would actually help them with their immune system. We need to understand who is all who is doing all of this stuff. A lot of this, according to the theory of creative destruction that was derived by the Austrian economist Joseph Schumpeter in 1942 from ideas proposed by Karl Marx, economic and technological progress demands that businesses must die and industry and paradigms must be swept away to make room for new ones, i.e. Amazon taking over the entire retail market. Karl Marx, the father of communism, was a Kabbalist. He was a Luciferian. He was a Satanist. He believed that creative destruction is the same Satanist rationale that they use for starting and devastating wars. All of this stuff is based upon what these guys have done to us. For the last 2,000 years to destroy the people in the United States and destroy the people in the world to not allow us to know who in the world we are and not to allow us to realize that this crazy stuff that they're doing is pure gaslighting to the rest of us to get us to shut up and be quiet. We, we got to get this, guys, and we have to understand the Kabbalist Luciferians, the one with the red strings on their wrist and all these people are doing it, are the ones that are running the show globally. They are. They have, that's, this is what they've done. They've run the show globally, and, I, and they continue to run the show globally. And what we've become here is a mental prisoner of a satanic death cult. That's what we have here. You know, you know, it's, it's, we've got to get this. You know, the fifth plank of the Communist Manifesto calls for private 
Rothschild Central Bank, period. Society is under constant attack by these central banks. It sounds crazy, but this is the key to understanding what's really happening. The Kabbalist, Luciferian, Satan central bankers are extending their credit monopoly into a monopoly over everything. That's what State Street, BlackRock, and Vanguard are doing. They plan to dispossess humanity and establish a world communist satanic police state. Communism, which calls for the abolishing of private property and inheritance, is just a way for these Kabbalist bankers to basically take everybody's properties. John Wolfgang von Goethe said, none are so hopelessly enslaved as those who falsely believe they are free. The truth has been kept from the depth of their minds by masters who rule over them with lies. They feed them on falsehoods until the wrong looks like right in their eyes. In other words, they start believing the lie. And we, they have to understand these guys have used this, this organized Masonic junk that they put together that we talked about yesterday and the Council on Foreign, Foreign, Foreign Relations and the Bilderberger Group and the boys and girls – well, not the girls, the boys who go to Bohemia Grove, all these people together to create cognitive dissonance because they want you to believe that everything is fine, nothing to see here. The media tells us that anybody who disagrees are smeared as bigots, they're ignored or they're banned and they lose their job. I mean, this is 1984 on steroids, and once we understand this, they got to control the immigration. they got to control the mig 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 migration. They got to control the vaccinations, the chemtrails, the, the, fluoride, the fluoride, the soy. We've talked about all this, the tricyclic antidepressants, all the things that dumb down the minds so you can't think. They need to control the information and discord or the media and higher education and our mind control instruments. I've got a friend of mine this morning who told me that their daughter went to Emory, and their daughter was absolutely wonderful until they went to Emory. And once they went to Emory, they came out an unbelievable hardcore leftist communist. Now, does that mean everybody who goes to Emory comes out that way? Absolutely not. But this is what they do in these university systems. Look what happened in Christ Church, false flag terror. <laughs> now they're saying that the former prime minister of New Zealand was a transgender. No surprise there, whether she is or not, or it is, I don't know. Satanism, occultism, violence, and sexual depravity in the entertainment in industries. Remember, all major stars are pretty much Satan worshipers. Their success isn't based on their talent. They've sold their souls to the devil. It's like Katy Perry said she did on that video. You can watch it on YouTube. You got Agenda 21. You got climate training change. You got comprehensive UN plan to limit economic development and control the world. You got the communist the Democrat Party making and doing everything they possibly can to destroy just the voting, their actual voting here in the United States. We have an attack on marriage and family by erasing traditional heterosexual values. All of this is happening everywhere. Income inequality, the 1% are controlling the rest of us. Actually, it's about one-tenth of 1%. We want to really know the truth about one one-thousandth of 1%. You have the attack on white men, the promotion of mis, you know, mis, you know, of lying about whites and who they are, undermining all races, especially people of European descent. All of this stuff is happening right now as we see it. And so they're taking what they gave us in freedom when they set up the United States. They're taking it back away. We saw that yesterday when Austin was talking about what was going on with this ATF mess, and they're destroying the very fabric of our society that we've had now for 200 years. Guys, boys and girls don't know if they're boys and girls anymore. They have no idea who they are. They just think they're, 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 they're a walrus or a sponge or whatever. They're putting litter boxes in bathrooms in high schools now so people can, who identify as cats can go to the bathroom in the litter box. I mean this is insanity. This is the destruction, the wholesale destruction of the United States of America and the world to destroy everything to bring in their satanic new world order. Out of chaos will come a new world order. They're intentionally doing this to undermine the fabric of Christianity. They have an atavistic hatred of Jesus. They can't stand Jesus because Jesus Christ came, the image of the most high God third person of the triune godhead in human baby form was raised on this planet and sacrificed himself in a blood covenant for you and me that blood covenant gives us tremendous power like i talked about at the beginning of this show today it gives you the power that raised jesus from the dead dwells in you they're scared to death of us honestly they are scared because they know if we wake up in the aggregate we can restore 
the kingdom of Christ. We can restore Jesus Christ. We can get the pastors in the pulpit who don't know what they're doing anymore and believing all this dispensationalism nonsense to start telling the truth from the pulpit, and we can restore the authority that we've been given as a New Testament church. That's what they're scared of. That's why they come after people who talk about Jesus. They come after people who talk about Christ. That's also why we're protected, because we're covered by the blood of the Lamb. And you guys pray for us every single day. And I station angels all around you. I plead the blood of Christ over you. I put hedge thorns around you, because you guys are my friends. You're my family. I love you guys. But we need to understand who did this and why they did it and what the end outcome is going to be. If we don't sit in here and try to change it or at least try to slow it down, it's so very important that we all – Put on our big boy pants and our big girl pants and start telling the truth and start telling people, hey, look, this isn't okay. You can't have this filthy trash being taught to the school systems and not stand against it. Pastors, you listen to me. Why are you not at the school board meetings? I'm asking you that right now. Why are you not at the school board meetings? Why are you not standing up in aggregate for what's being done to our children in the school board in the schools? And you know, the, with the masks and the, tra- and the and the gender stuff and all the homosexuals and all the lesbians that are on the school boards and all the lesbians that are teachers who are pushing their hardcore lesbian satanic new world filthy, perverted agenda to the kids in our school systems. Why aren't you there, pastors? I want to ask you that question. Why are you not wearing your clerical gowns and your crosses and walking into the school board meetings? I'll I'll tell you why you don't want to do it, because you want to go along to get along. You don't want to have them protesting out in front of your church. You don't want to have them saying that, oh, you're, you're, you're basically a bigot. You're this, you're that. You're, not, you're a transphobe. No, no, pastor, listen to me. You're supposed to be walking with the word of God. You're supposed to be standing with the word of God. The same power pastor that raised Jesus from the dead resides in you. Do you not realize that? Do you not understand who you are, the calling that's on your life, and the authority that you have as a New Testament believer, much less the authority you have as, a, as an ordained pastor of the Most High God through the churches, if you really are that, or you're, are you just a hireling? Are you just doing what you're supposed to do because you're, you're being told what to do by Masonic people who run your elders and who run your deacons? Is that who you are? Guys, listen to me. It's time that we start talking truth and telling you guys who's doing this. This is a Kabbalist New World Order brought to you by Samuel Untermeyer, brought to you by Cyrus Schofield, brought to you by Sabatain Zivi, brought to you by all of these people that have pushed this to destroy Christianity and the very fabric of our society to bring in their satanic New World Order because they hate Jesus that much. Don't let them do it. You raise your children to be Christians. You pray. You listen to me. You go out in public. You pray out loud when you pray. When you sit in a restaurant, take those iPhones away from those kids. Take those cell phones away from those kids. Take those iPads away from those kids. You teach those kids about the Most High God and who they are and who Christ Jesus is and don't allow themselves to be programmed and brain trained, brain and trained by giving them these doggone social media posts when they're little bitty children. So they start playing with the iPhones and the iPads. Don't allow that to happen. You read books to them and you teach them about the Word of God. You read the Bible to them and you tell them that God is real. And that prayer changes things. I love you guys. Also, what do you think, bud? What's your next story? Well, it's well said. That's what they're trying to do is they're trying to program and indoctrinate the next round of individuals that are going to be pretty much the do boys for the New World Order. That's why they're teaching the kids about communism in high school now and in college. And they're talking about how socialism is good and you know wealth inequality and the wealth gap. Here's the thing what they don't tell everybody. The ones that are running the show, the ones that are handling the money, they're the ones who are telling you that you need to be upset about the wealth inequality so you need to promote socialism while they control and run everything. The entire concept of what they're teaching and getting people used to now is exactly what Schwab said. You own nothing and you like it. That's a very demented thing, but however, what he said 
they're teaching it and they believe it. And a lot of children are believing it. This is why now, if you notice, I talked to a good friend of mine about this last night. He bought his house down in here, Florida years ago, paid like 140 grand for it. I was like 90 on it now, 80 or 90 grand on it. And he's working on paying it off completely. And it's a pretty big house, like 2,800 square feet. I mean, he got a good deal on it when he bought it. And, you know, now the house is worth like pushing $400,000. And he said the thing about it is, though, because I asked him, so are you going to you know, flip out of it? He said, well, I don't really want to go anywhere else right now. He's like, I like where we're at. He's like, I want to get it paid off. And he goes, quite frankly, the interest rates are high on everything else. He's like, I'm not really in a hurry. And he said the issue that you run into now, he said, is that most places, they're trying to talk everybody into leasing houses. And I said, I know. I said, all these, I mean, the majority of these subdivisions now that are popping up here in central Florida and Auburn, where we're at, I've looked at them. So I've been interested in maybe getting one for a rental property or a VRBO or helping somebody get one. They're all leases. Not joking. They're leases. I mean, I don't mean, even you lease a mortgage. So what they give you is this better price with this lower rate because you're leasing it. However, you never own it. You own nothing and you'll like it. You don't actually have the intrinsic value because remember, real estate in the United States is one of the last main primary ways that the middle class of the United States can have long-term residual wealth that will continue to go up in value with inflation as it goes up. If you get in the house correctly and you get in it with a good mortgage rate and you pay it down and get it paid off very quickly, you have you know, a value, you have an asset. It's liquid. You know, you got a three, four, five, six, seven hundred thousand dollar house that is now paid for. You homestead it, your property taxes all you owe on it, and it's yours. They don't want that. They don't want you having your own place that's yours. They want you to lease a house. I had a buddy of mine too that's been in the housing industry and he bought a house with his family. They flipped out of it, and made money into another house. And then they were looking at flipping out of this house or the house that they did, the next one. And I told him, I said, I don't really know where you want to flip out right now. So the market's really high. You're going to cash out. I said, but what are you going to do? You're going to rent? You know, he's like, well, I'm going to rent until the market drops. Well, he flipped the house, made like $120,000, $140,000 net profit on it, and uh, he's been renting. Well, the problem is he's been renting now for three years. <laughs> And uh, about two and two years now, you know, he, he flipped out right when the market started to go up and now he's been renting for almost two years. And now he's not figuring out any places he can buy for any reasonable price, really. And the interest rates are now at six, seven, eight percent on mortgages unless you want to buy them down further. And he's like, yeah. So now that hundred and twenty thousand dollars, hundred forty thousand dollars he netted is just eating away in rent. Every single year, you're not going to find a place for rent around here less than, you know, 2,2500 bucks a month. That's just tick, 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 tick. And so this is what they want you to do, though. They want you to own nothing, and that is the overall goal that they keep indoctrinating these young children while they're giving them perversion. I saw an article earlier. It was absolutely disgusting. This hotel bar in Texas, in University, Texas, in at Moxie, Austin – had another giant transgender party for all ages. It was family-friendly, all ages, in parentheses, quote, all ages, family-friendly. And there's a guy flipped upside down showing his genitalia to this entire group with little children there. And I mean, I, I don't know why somebody didn't walk in there and straight sucker punch him and zip tie him with a citizen's arrest for indecent exposure to a minor. I'm being honest with you on that. I, I don't really know why this is becoming some normality where you have grown pedophile trannies that are exposing themselves to four and five year old children in Texas of all states. You know, well, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. you don't want, you don't want to be transphobic, Austin. 
You don't be transphobic. They ain't transphobic about a pedophile exposing himself to a young child. There's nothing transphobic about that. That's called pure perversion. It needs to be handled abruptly and appropriately, immediately. This is something that is not okay, and it's sad to me to see what's happening in a lot of parts of Texas. And the reason why it's happening is because Texas is the number one exit strategy of Californians. All the sick perverts that have ruined California, and I'm not talking about everybody in California. There's a lot of really good people in California, but all the sick perverts that ruined their areas of California, they've now decided they don't want to continue to pay the tax and live in the squalor and have the homeless problem. So they've all migrated to mid-Texas. And they're doing the exact same thing they did to California. They're doing it in Texas. And nobody wants to talk about it because everybody's scared they're going to get blasted or offended or somebody's going to get mad at them on social media and somebody's going to shadow ban them or their attendance is going to go down, whatever it may be. Guys, this isn't okay. This has never been okay. Not in, the, not in a constitutional republic that was based on Christian beliefs. You know, Was it okay in Rome? I don't know. I know they were in all kinds of just debauchery over there. But at some point in time, there has to be a level of you know civility and a level of rules and ethics or else you start going like, oh, well, <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah where every thought of every man is evil all the time. And all men in the city, both young and old, descended on Lot's house. All men. Very clear in the Bible it states on that. Both young and old. Meaning they all were involved in perversion there. Because why? There was no limits. There were no restrictions or code of ethics or morals. It was just pure filth all the time. This is what they're indoctrinating these young children in. I mean, any point in time in the last 10 or 20 years, if you saw a grown man doing this in front of a child, you'd, you'd probably get his butt whooped, knocked unconscious and arrested. Now, somehow being normal? Nah, man, I'm not okay with that at all. Nor should anybody else that's listened to this show or anybody else in this country that has any level of morals or Christianity basis to them whatsoever. Also, to another news, this is something that's interesting that uh, it's a sad one to talk about. I'll be honest with you. This is very frustrating to me. You know, I love little kids. I got two little kids. They're just my pride and joy. And I saw an article that popped up here, and I just have to bring this up because I, I said this last time when they were rolling this RNA shot out for children that this has got to be one of the massive, most insane genocidal lunatic ideas that could ever be brought out as RNA gene therapy on top of the already sadistic vaccine protocol that they're pushing out there. Disturbing entry appears in the VAERS database documenting the sudden death of a six-month-old baby within 10 days after he received the COVID shot. In addition to all the other vaccines on the laundry list that they decide they want to keep injecting these kids with. Unexpected death taking a nap in afternoon found pulseless in crib. That was the write-up. Uh, SMQ was shock-associated circulatory or cardiac conditions, meaning they associated to cardiac arrest. Six-month-old died. Vaccinations submitted 10 days after vaccines. Vaccines listed. COVID-19, Pfizer, Biotech shot, DTaP, HEBP, IPV, GlaxoSmithKline, Influenza, Fluvalent, GlaxoSmithKline, Nemono, which is for Strep, Pfizer, Rotavirus, rotavirus Merck. Um, the fact that I'm even reading that all those were injected into a six-month-old child should be grossly disturbing to everybody listening to this right now. And you can look this up online. I'm posting the article. The fact that this is supposed to be some level of normal – 
where we're taking little tiny babies that have no developed immune system. Guys, do your research on this. Most nurses don't even know this. A child's immune system doesn't even develop until at least a year and a half to two years. Yeah, excuse me, even begin to develop. The even concept of injecting a six-month-old with all these different viruses and now RNA gene therapy. Remember, the COVID shot is not a vaccine. It was listed by Merck, by Moderna, as a gene therapy. That's what they listed it as, Moderna did. Oh, yeah, well, we're not going to talk about that. They actually had to go in, the CDC went in, and redefine the definition of a vaccine so they could classify the COVID shot as a vaccine because it did not meet any requirements. It is a medical operation. It is gene therapy. That is all it is. That is all it will be. It is not a vaccine. So we're adding it now on top of a whole other toxic plethora of shots of these young children. And here's the kicker that makes me so mad. Not one single time have they even remotely talked about the idea of doing clinical trials and testing the COVID shot in conjunction with other shots. In my opinion, that is pure sickness to even do a clinical trial on that, much less do it on the general population. But yet, here we are right now. Guys, this has to stop. This really does. This has to be brought up to every single parent. You know, I told you guys, I had a, a friends of ours that had a baby, and they got his next round of shot at four months. And sick as a dog, two months on it, horrific cough, ear infections, constantly going on antibiotics. And I asked him, I said, how long do you want to keep injecting your kid with these shots? Every time he goes to the pediatrician, they give him shots, he gets sicker. He starts finally starting to get a little better. Then you take him to the pediatrician, he gets the next round of shots, he gets deathly ill again, unbelievably sick, horrific cough. I said, do you see a pattern here? I can't be the only one seeing this when I watch hundreds and hundreds of families tell me the exact same thing. I can't just be making this up. Yet Peter McCullough, Dr. McCullough, he went on to say, and he said here, we posted this on this this topic that came up with this child, and he said, multiple antigens given simultaneously to an infant risk overwhelming fatal reactogenicity, meaning there's a high probability you're going to kill this baby when you completely overwhelm them with multiple antigens. He said, None of these are medically necessary or clinically indicated at this age. Word of mouth among mothers on cases such as this should fuel tremendous vaccine hesitancy for good reason. Come on, guys. you got to get this out there. This is not a joke. This isn't an accident, my friends. They didn't roll this shot out on six-month-olds because they thought it would be interesting to see if children could be protected against COVID. They're and make them – if it doesn't kill them, they're going to make them dependent on the medical industrial complex for the rest of their lives. It's not normal to have to get your adenoids and tonsils cut out at an early age much ever. It's not normal that every single child that constantly gets shots and them having to get tubes in their ears. It's not normal that your child has been on seven or eight or ten different rounds of antibiotics by the time they're one years old. That's not normal normal it doesn't have to be normal my friends so please get the truth out there the best you possibly can because this is a deeply disturbing article when i saw some of the various reports six six months old covid shot along with a whole other laundry list of toxic crap they injected this baby with and he never even got the chance to say no 
we got to do better than this, my friends. Get the truth out there at every single chance you get to parents that are willing and have ears to hear. Let them hear. What do you think, Dad? Gosh, that's a good segment, Austin. You know, I can't. I thought yesterday's show was good. This is as good, if not better, than yesterday's show. So you guys got to send this one out too, to everybody. You know, uh, I told you guys that we were not going to ever compromise this show, and we're going to push it to it. Push it to the limit as far as the information we put out there. So. You guys are seeing that from yesterday and today, and thank you for your support, and thank you for your prayers, and thank you for getting your supplements from Health Masters. And also, I saw the same article with that six-month-old dying, and you know that's why DeSantis said here in Florida, we're not going to put that into the shot schedule. But there'll be a bunch of pediatricians that want their money from Blue Cross Blue Shield. They're going to still do it, I guarantee you, and they won't care because it's all about the greed. And I feel so sorry for these children because you're right, Austin. That child never had a chance to say no. Gosh, it makes me want to cry. I hate to say that because I don't really cry very often, but it really, really, really makes me want to just cry and weep for these children, what we're doing to them. I mean, think about that for a second. I remember when Austin was going to go into the Marine Corps, and uh, he was basically 19 years old. He graduated with his bachelor's degree, and they were going to try to get him an exemption for the shots, and he's going to be going into OCS as an officer. And I told him, I said, I've protected you from the shots all of your life. I said, this is your call now. You're 19 years old. you got to do what you got to do. Austin had a choice. He could say yes or he could say no. You could go or not go. Guys, we're not giving these kids that chance. It's like these little babies that are getting aborted. Nobody's giving them a chance. Nobody's asking them if they want to die. Oh, gosh, it just frustrates me. You know, in this end time, this world we're in, we're increasingly surrounded by people who devise and delight and evil because that's the group that we're talking about earlier in this entire first segment that I did that delight in doing the will of their father, Lucifer. And it's sad to me because, you know, they force this paradigm on all of us. It's not good enough that you say, well, whatever they're going to do, they're going to do. No, they want you to accept it and to love it and to endorse it. Off is right. Some guys that went in front of a bunch of little children. He flipped himself upside down. He's got a dress on and his genitalia are hanging out. First of all, somebody should have knocked the dude out, handcuffed him, said you basically you're indecent exposure to a minor. This is sick. Nobody did because the people that were there wanted to see it. That's why nobody did anything. That's why nobody said anything. They wanted to see the perversion. They were there to delight in the perversion because they're doing what their father, Lucifer, wants them to do. It's the perversion, the perversion, the perversion. That's why we've got to stand on the word of God every single day, and we've got to realize – I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead resides in you. We've got to stand on that power, guys. I love you guys. I really, really do. I appreciate you too. Get the show to everybody. Austin, finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Absolutely. This is why I continue to encourage you. Allow people's bodies, whether it be childs or infants or adults, let their immune systems do what they're meant to do by God Almighty. God made us very, very incredibly well made. <laughs> made us in his image, by the way, actually. <laughs> and we have immune systems that are designed to build, and they're designed to grow and adapt as we get older. And this is why you produce certain things in your body that helps you fight certain viruses off. And you can take certain supplements that help your body produce even better and handle even better and build your immune system even better. That's like the vitamin C, the D3, and the zinc have been so crucial in such an effective stack over the last couple of years. And we've watched it now firsthand with the COVID pandemic on what it actually does and how well it works and how many people have been able to get their immune system strong and not have to go to the hospital and start going to the medical industrial complex world and not have to pretend that they're going to rely on an endless array of COVID shots. And that was my question. I asked somebody that the other day, and they were talking about the shot. They had gotten it, and they hadn't gotten any more. And so we were kind of having this debate back and forth because they were still kind of half pro-vax, not. They weren't really sure. And I said, here's the million-dollar question. I said, when does it end? I said, is 
just this supposed to be the new normal that you continue to get a COVID shot twice a year for the rest of your life now in order to be immune from COVID? I said, clearly that can't be a model for the human population to follow. Well, well, you people do it with a flu shot. And I said, and everybody gets sick every time they get the flu shot. And I said, I'm still not personally convinced that they don't spread the flu every year with the flu shot. I've had that theory for years. It's always ironic. The flu pops up when the flu shot constantly starts rolling around and all the nurses get it and all the doctors have to get it and all the, you know, pediatricians start promoting and giving it and suddenly everybody starts getting the flu shot everybody starts getting the flu coincidental timing i don't know but i find it very odd because i don't ever really get the flu and i don't ever get the shot and i'm super healthy all the time imagine that so again thank you my friends for getting the truth out there do your best to wake people up if they have ears to hear if you need anything healthmasters.com be sure to vote on the product of the week also, too, be sure to check out the kits that we're putting on sale right now. i got a couple ones I'm going to be throwing up today, including the Healthy Testosterone Kit on sale for the rest of this week and the Maximum Energy Kit. Be sure to check it out on the website at healthmasters.com. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again on this show. As always, <laughs> keeping up the truth, pushing the boundaries, and keeping people awake the best we possibly can. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and I'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. <laughs>